Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of June 13th, 2022. Alongside Hunter Pulaski, I am Peter Garber. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, it is U.S. Open Week full preview and picks for the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. It's going to be a brutal test of golf. For the guys this week and our local look results from the MHSAA Boys State Finals across the state of Michigan. The LPGA in the state of Michigan this week at Blyfield Country Club for the Meyer LPGA Classic just outside Grand Rapids. We'll take you around the tours and give you some reaction to a new tour has their first tournament in the books. Live Golf was underway last week in London. Charles Schwartzel, $5.5 million. Richard will tell you what we think it all means. But first, what a show the PGA Tour put on Sunday, huh? With Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy dueling Justin Thomas and a little bit of Tony Finau, too, with those threesomes to win his 21st PGA Tour event and second straight RBC Canadian Open. It is the year of the defending champion. If you count that one, it was way back in 2019, but technically he was the defending champion. The Canadian fans love Rory McIlroy. There's some attachment there, but Hunter... Your takeaways from the week that was at the RBC Canadian Open at St. George's in Toronto. I don't think it could have been a better a better situation for the PGA Tour come Sunday, or even like come the weekend when you have where it didn't really seem like for as much chaos as the Live Tour has caused over the last week, it almost kind of seemed like the Live Tour in a ways were was winning, but then like this weekend on Sunday kind of just close the door on that a little bit with with that final group of Rory, JT and Tony Fina. I mean, talk about a a dream a dream pairing when you when you have uh a partial part of your tour just falling apart to have those those three guys in the final group and then have JT and Rory um both play fantastic golf on Sunday. I actually took JT I took JT plus 750 going into the day. And I was I was actually pretty excited there on like hole fifteen or sixteen when they got when he got it within one. Um, yeah, you definitely had a chance. Rory kept making bogeys, birdies yeah. too, but he made his fair share of bogeys. But um, I think that that is why the PGA Tour will always will always reign supreme. You would think as long as they can keep these guys, because like that is that is what people come to watch is Rory versus Justin Thomas. Uh, two of the best players in the game doing it out on Sunday in comparison to Charles Swartzel almost lapping the field um, over in London. It, it got a little closer on the on Saturday, but I mean, he was up by four or five pretty much the entire time. Yeah, well, not to mention that it's a national open, which apparently Rory excels at as we get ready for another one. Happens to be the United States national open this week in Brookline. Um, do you like Rory's chances translating to, to this week now? Do we think Rory's on a heater or is there some, just some, some kind of special connection between Rory and the country of Canada? I mean, they really embrace him to your point about that's what people come to watch Rory versus JT. The fan, it's also the atmosphere, the fans, like it was like, it was, it was a great afternoon out there following that final group for everyone on the course and for everyone watching on TV. That was an awesome performance by Rory. He's been playing pretty good. Does this mean he's going to make it two in a row now? I don't think so. I'd be very surprised. I don't even know why he plays well here. It doesn't really seem like a golf course that fits him. The first, the the um, Royal St. George's is not feel like a Rory golf course, but St. George, not Royal St. George's. That's the, that's the open championship course <laughs> yeah, the where Rory hit his opening tee shot OB when he was the favorite son. And then the, the wrong Irishman won that tournament and Shane Lowry. Yes. Who, who's a, who also had a decent week and whose chances I like moving forward, but yeah, no, it doesn't matter what course Rory's playing in Canada. No, apparently not. Just like, he's just like something about it. He's like, this is sweet. They love me. I'm going to tear it up. Like the, the the shots that he hit, that was a Sunday 62. 
Yeah. And he teed off with a lead. Like that is your that is your formula, Rory. Like get a lead and then try to step on their throats. That's how he used to used to come naturally to him when he was winning that congressional by eight shots. But like he showed this week that he still had it in the bag, and some of it was that pettiness. Like he walks off the golf course after shooting a final round 62. He goes right in front of the microphone and he just starts ripping people. He's throwing shots at Norman. He throws a shot at some analyst for Sky Sports who is critical of his wedge game, which all of us have been at points. Any, anybody anybody with a brain. That, if he has a weakness, <laughs> that is it. God. So like it was just like, I'm here for all this. I actually, I'm really tired of the pettiness. I'm, I'm pretty over it. I'm like one of the more petty people you're ever going to meet and I'm over it. This is just, yeah, you're King Petty. This you're is, King this petty. is getting you're... exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard, when I heard them, when, um, Jay Monahan needs to get out, get away from the microphone for a couple of days. He was terrible, wasn't he? <laughs> he, he like quickly made some, <laughs> he tried to connect dots between nine 11 and, the live tour. I didn't like that. I didn't. Well, Nance tried to do that first. It's because like, it's on, the nine 11 families or whatever. I don't want to wade too far into those waters on this podcast, but he, that whole thing, I agree with you. He didn't handle well. It's everyone's like, where's Monahan? He needs to be out in front of this. And then he gets in front of a mic and it's like, maybe go back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe send somebody else. I, and I, I, I kind of, I mean, I understand, He's, he's, he's fighting for his tour right now, but this is one thing that I think I, I've like come to the conclusion out of all of this is there is a way for them to do both like that. That should, at some point that has to come onto the table. It's eight events. Just let them do both. I don't understand what the big deal is with them. No, cause they've, I don't think so Hunter, because they've, it's eight this year, but they've, but they won't, they're going to do 15 next year. Oh, are they? Yeah, and most of the guys say, you know, 18 to 22-ish is kind of like the, that's where most of the major top players want to fall. Which you'll get, that's working half the weeks out of the year. I understand travel is part of your work, but so is golfing. But anyway, if you just give them what they want, there's not really enough room. I don't think... The thing that was disappointing for me as a fan of the tour, and I, I've taken a side in this, he didn't, he was using mostly moral and he wasn't, he didn't stand on legal grounds when he went on TV. He should have just said, look, they said they signed an agreement. They made an agreement. They understood the terms. If they wanted to play in another tournament, they needed a release. The reason I didn't give the release is this, that, and the other. So if they want to play on that tour, then that's, you know, that's a, just a personal decision. And some of them have retired and some of them have not. And I do expect we'll have conversations moving forward about, you know, what that means. But in terms of anybody wants to come back or what it means down the line, but that, it's very much a competing tour of the PGA. And we have players who are committed to this tour. And so it's my job to work for those players by protecting this tour. And that's why we have contracts and agreements that we sign with our players. I mean, it's a simple answer, but he didn't give a simple answer. He sounded mad and, you know, a little off topic and just didn't, 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 wasn't a good look for the tour. No, I hope, nor if Norman was watching that, he was just like, this is great. <laughs> I do. <laughs> do you think, Hypothetical. Do you think they get two more guys in the top 30 in the world before the end of the season? Um, maybe, but I don't even if I don't think it'll be the two that the two guys that they need. I think they need, like I've said, I think they need such an overwhelming majority of the best players because they have nothing else. They have no tournaments with inherent value. They have no broadcast partners. They have like it all. It's got to really, really work for them on the player side because those other things that, that, you know, that when you're the fresh competitor, 
you have to break through a lot of those barriers and they're not going to be able to do it unless they're getting golf. Like we saw at the RBC Canadian where, you know, it's like all of a sudden everyone's saying tune in and watch this, even if it's online, because you don't want to miss it like that. They're so far away from that Hunter. Yeah. Maybe it's you speaking of broadcast partners. I think that was, that was one of the best broadcasts I've seen on a regarding golf, maybe ever. So <laughs> keep them away from a broadcast partner for all I care. I know they don't have sponsors yet, and I don't know how that will change. I kept seeing like, well, wait, wait till they get sponsors. They'll start being commercials, and they'll, they'll end up being just like CBS. But this weekend, there were I saw stats of in like the like an hour an hour of programming, they showed like 45, 45 to sixty shots compared to the CBS, which will show like ten or fifteen shots in that same period with like a bunch of like pre-rolls next and, and post rolls, things like that. They're just total BS. But so we actually, I saw golf shots. I saw so many golf shots every second. There was a golf shot. It was just bang, 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 bang. It was exhilarating. It was fun. I wish it was, I wish there were better golf shots, but they were golf shots. I'd rather listen. I'd rather watch subpar golf than listen to Nick follow talk. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, so would I'd rather watch a member guest, but you well, know, <laughs> it's funny you say that because that is what Steve Stricker, uh, that's what Steve Stricker said it was or it felt like a member guest. And that was, that was a really good comparison, I think, because that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a Calcutta. Yeah, there's just sort of like an, sort of like an emptiness to it. It's just like, yeah, yeah, they're just playing for money. Like there's, that's kind of appealing. I get it, but it's not appealing measured against the PGA tour. It may be appealing in its own right, but yeah, I don't know. Do they get two more of the top 30 players? I think it's interesting. It's an interesting question. If I had the official world golf ranking, maybe I would pull it up, but like is Kokrak in the top 30 uh, right got, now. Gotta be darn close. I would think. So I think he's a real possibility. Maybe there's some euros that, you know, like would a guy like Tyrrell Hatton go? Um, I'm 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 shocked that he hasn't. To be honest with you, I don't know. He I don't, can't. He can't. I don't know how he has lasted on the PGA Tour this long. He's not good right now. I won and done him last week. Just said I went on that hot streak of seconds, and then I went right back in the toilet. Yeah, I only I, I can think of Kokrak for some reason. <clears throat> I don't think he would do it, but Harold Varner just rings a bell just because he played. He just won that Saudi event last year so it just makes me think that he's comfortable being over there but i give that about a 0.0 percent chance of happening yeah 0.01 percent chance any other reaction to the to the live tour you said you liked the broadcast i have to say i didn't watch any uh, of it like i never loaded it i saw the highlights just like surfing twitter and stuff that wasn't because of any I did want to see the broadcast. I just didn't really have time. Mm-hmm. But um, any other any other takeaways? Like, was it in? Did you watch it in the final round on Saturday, or did you just watch it the first couple? Um, I watched. I watched probably an hour and a half on on Saturday, and that's so that's that's another thing I really like. So it's from, it's five hours. Like five hours is is a good amount of time compared to. A lot of, I mean, like a lot of golf coverage. You could literally start watch, start watching golf coverage at eleven a.m. and not stop until eight p.m. So I, I do like how it's a little bit more. There's goods and bads of it being condensed. Um, the way that it, it's almost like an F one race or like a NASCAR race where it says how many holes the leader has left to play. Is is how they do the leaderboard. Um, it tests every ounce of golf knowledge that is in my brain because it only gives you the first initial of the first name and then it gives you three letters of the last name but they're not like the first three letters they're just any letters to, su- uh, yeah. to somehow saw- try to make a name and <laughs> that it was the cha- most challenging part because there is no leaderboard anywhere i searched far and wide for like a live.com like a, on the website I tried to download an app. There is no app. There's no there's no PGA Tour app equivalent for the live. So there's just no way of checking where anybody was. That was a little bit that was a little bit strange. 
So they didn't quite, they didn't have that part figured out yet. Um, but yes, the coverage was good. I mean, the, it was just, it was, if there's one thing that I hope does come from this, I think I said it last episode is I hope CBS is watching this because everyone on Twitter was saying the exact same thing. Like this is, this is really nice to see all these golf shots. It was just continual. And I know it helps that they were in a shotgun format. So everything like kind of starts off really fast, but there wasn't, I don't need to listen to Jim Nance and Nick follow. Tell me about Nick playing this, playing this course back in 1976 and how he would have played it with his persimmon woods. Mm -hmm. So that, that part I did like, I did like there was, there were a lot of microphones, a lot of caddy conversations. Um, a little bit of drone work, not a ton, but did you get the sense that there was a lot of you? You can see how many people are watching, right? I mean, probably some of the I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how if you can sort of fuzz those stats, but were there a lot of people watching with you on Saturday? Because I did see some stuff on Twitter going around too that it seemed like, you know, maybe there was kind of an initial surge. You know, like some golf fans tuned in when they when they teed off on Thursday and Friday. I was among the people who thought. Well, 54 holes, they must be playing Friday through Sunday. I, I only sort of found out Wednesday that, oh, they're going to tee off tomorrow and play Thursday through Saturday. But it looked like more people tuned in kind of to begin the week. And then um, maybe it tailed off a little bit. Is that sort of what you saw too? Yeah, I would say um, on Thursday, there was probably 95,000 people watching on YouTube roughly. Um, it seemed like on Friday it went down to about 45 to 50, 55,000. And I think in, on Saturday it was somewhere in the middle between those two. So it's obviously, that's not including Facebook or, or the, on their website. Um, <clears throat> I think it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see if they can get fans to come to the American events. That'll be I'll be curious to see. I heard that they were pretty much just handing out tickets mm-hmm. uh, um, in London. I'm curious. I mean, if it doesn't look well well attended at the event, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. Because I saw like yeah, they, that's not good for. T- it doesn't look good on TV, does it? And then it's it's. You see that guy get really got nailed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, talk was. about a drama queen. My goodness, he was like, he was know, like a flailing got- fish. He, he was up, he was, he was up and smiling like a minute later. Get over yourself, guy. Come on. Jeez. He looked like he'd been shot. It did. It, the guy hit like an iron off the tee. If you didn't see it and kind of pull hooked it, they fought, they saw it. They saw it all happening. So they started screaming for like, basically like duck you know it's gonna hit you and then the guy was kind of facing the opposite direction hit some like kind of in the rear and he goes like he's been (laughs) just buckles over lays down in the grass i don't think i've ever seen a reaction like that after getting hit by a golf ball that's like like, like you can only see that that's something that that's a unique competitive advantage that the live tour has over the PGA. Yeah. More people get hit by balls because the galleries are, I don't know exactly how that works, but or when they get hit, you get to see it in great detail because there's only like six people lining the fairway. Yeah. And actually, I actually sneaky likes the golf course too. I like European golf courses. I like those, um, guys, I don't know what they'd be. I think they must be like, you like the shaved areas around. You just love shaved areas around the green. Honey. Big, big shaved areas, guys. And they had those. I can't even think what they're called. Um, I don't know, cedars. Some some tree that were just. I mean, they're like. <clears throat> oh, some tree is that the technical term? Yeah, I can't think of. I mean, they're here too, and that, I just can't think <laughs> of the name of them. But I did like the. I, mean, I thought the course was cool. Tree or tall tree. Uh, skinny, skinny, tall trees with probably like three or four feet of space between them in the woods. So you can still hit shots, but they're like, they're just big, tall suckers, but they're skinny. Yeah. I thought St. George's was pretty sweet. Yeah. I heard, um, I saw some great things on, I honestly, I didn't watch. I felt I watched a little bit of live on Thursday, Friday, and then I watched all day Sunday on the PGA tour. But I don't think, cause you asked me this last week, if I'll watch 
I don't think I'll watch. I don't even know what's the what is the week after the U.S. Open. But my point being, I don't think I will. I will watch the the travelers. The travelers. So that'll be. I'll probably watch it. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see how because I I like the time of it too, like the nine. Dog in the travelers. I'm not dogging the travelers. Not dogging the travelers. Dude, it's Danny Burger season. Are we gonna get a Danny Burger pop here at Brookline because he's getting ready for travelers, which is his jam. Danny Burger. Get ready for. Let's get the Burger Spieth lineups ready. Danny Burger might as well go pop play, early go play at on the U.S. Open instead of playing them at the Travelers. I bet you. Oh, now I know he's definitely going to win. I do think the. Uh, you said something very, very not nice about Justin Thomas the week leading up to the PGA Championship, and I believe I responded by saying, "How much money should I put on Justin Thomas?" So I am. I was on Daniel Berger last week. He played well. I'm getting back on. I don't like Just because Hunter dislikes him, I'm in. He, he should go play the Live Tour. All he wants to do is be on his boat all the time anyway. He's a candidate for Live. Yeah, he should. I, I don't know why he should go sign up right now. Don't let the door hit you in the way. Because out. he realizes probably that that's it. He's, he also likes people to know who he is and watch him on TV. And, you know, those things go away when you play on Live. You got 79,000 people streaming you on YouTube. <laughs> Do we know any people watching? Literally nobody at the golf Do we know? Trying to give a, did you hear it? The only funny thing is, before we get too carried away here, the uh, fact that <laughs> the broadcasters were like really trying to sell it hard. Like I heard they said that it was sold out. It, it was on the website. I was going to say that for tickets on Friday and Saturday, there was it said sold out because I was looking at how much they cost. I think they just put that on there because literally nobody ever bought one. Yeah. It was, there was nobody. Was there anybody there? There I was. I saw some of the images. I'm like, there's no one here. There were people there. I wouldn't say there was a ton, but I don't really know what the, I feel like every golf course is so different that I don't know what their max was or I'm sure those numbers were spiked. Inflated a little bit. Uh, final takeaway. I think the players probably like starting at 11 o'clock or whatever time they end up starting one o'clock, no, two o'clock, two o'clock. They play from like, <laughs> nobody likes playing the golf course. Not in order, dude. Shotgun uh, starts. I would stink. They I stink would start, in junior tournaments. They stink in every tournament. They stink. Nobody I would start them. on whatever hole you want to put me on for $5.5 billion. You can put me on any hole. I understand that, but you just you get what I'm saying about like it's another just another element of taking away some of the like you upset for your architect brothers not playing the golf course the way the way they meant it. Well, play. yeah, there's a reason they lay them out one through eighteen. Those are in order, Greg. You don't just play them how you want, skip around because you don't like the freaking rules. Oh well, be careful here, Peter, because we're playing the country club all over the place. There are there's. We're playing two different golf courses this weekend. They're they're not playing the original golf course. Well, yeah. Is it three nines there? Is that the deal? Uh, I thought it was two eighteens, like the pra- the prairie. That could be, but there it's because it's as yeah. They had to route it around for spectators and stuff like that. But man, that yeah, they, they they borrow on one par five from the other side. Have you seen that par five where it's like? There's a rock face cliff 150 out in the middle yeah. of the fairway, and it is 50 yards long and like 50 yards tall, 50 feet tall. Yeah, Max. So home. that if you do, if you want to dry, if you want to try to hit your second shot, the fairway continues after the rock face, but you have to carry the rock face to get it inside 100, and you can't see any of that because you're just staring at the rock. Like there's some blind shots. Out. It's some rugged, natural terrain here this week. Yeah, no, it looks, it looks very rugged, New England old style. I, mean, I love it. I think it's be awesome. It, what was that? We're one? gonna get a, we're gonna get a Brit, dude. If it's not Danny Berger, doesn't this just look like a? This looks like a Rory. It, is, it looks like a Euro, a course for Euro that Euros would like. It does. Yeah, definitely. But they don't like U.S. Opens. So something's got to give here. 
All right, why don't you, uh, can you give us the uh, local look or on the tours, whichever one you want to go to first while I try to figure out how to bet Daniel Berger? Yeah, I mean, I, Daniel Berger is the bad bet. I'll tell you tell you that. 50 to 1? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you 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 single-handedly keep the sports books in business. Bet Berger 50 Berger, or Horschel 44, which is a better bet? Um, I've I've done a full one eighty on both players. Right, I used to like Daniel Berger, now I hate him, and now I I used to not really like Horschel, but I like like him now, so I think Horschel. Okay, and you're always wrong. So Berger is the answer. Incorrect. Incorrect. We'll see who finishes higher for a sandwich. You want to do a sandwich bet on uh, who finishes higher? Horschel versus Berger. Yeah. You might be one of the cheapest sons of guns I've ever met. I like them both. <laughs> Unbelievable. Brooks is 55 to 1 out of FanDuel. That's probably too short. He stinks. He, he's going to join. His brother's going to lose his spot to him on the live tour. How did Chase play on the live? Uh, he probably finished like 15th at like three over par. Probably made. A million dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, 15th. That's good. I feel like you got to, you don't want to be in the bottom half. No. <laughs> Fine. Okay, final, <laughs> final point. Andy Ogletree pulled the biggest fast one on any, uh, whoever whoever signed him up, whoever got him signed up, the yeah, biggest, the you, biggest is, fast Can he one. beat you? <laughs> he shot 72, or no, no, sorry, sorry, 77, 82. And I don't know he shot the last round, but that's $120,000. That looks exactly <laughs> like my caddy on the CDGA website. Yeah. By the way, my handicap went up, so cheers to me. I'm now a three and a half after our trip to Southwest Michigan. Well, then All you, you got to do is just go get bent over for three days and your handicap will go up by a half a point. Yeah. Three rounds, two days, even worse. I wish I could say the same because I think I'm I'm down to a plus one course handicap of baby, which is not enough shots. Yeah, but you deserve it because you, I mean, you played well. You're obviously good. You're the only, we had one good player and three hacks. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's hard to look and load up your handicap and see 85. It's like, oh, I shot an 85. Where are you taking an 85 at? At American Dunes? Yeah, well, either that one or Harbor Shores. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I don't think uh... I had a couple of X's on the on the I had X's on the back nine of both those. Oh. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. All right, we will uh let's run through some high school scores. So the boys uh Lower Peninsula had their state championships this past weekend. We'll go ahead and start with the Division One boys who are playing in Big Rapids at Catkey. Uh, the the champion was Detroit Catholic Central with a score of three hundred one two eighty six for a total of five eighty seven. The champion was uh, Luan Jones from Ann Arbor Skyline. He shot sixty nine sixty nine one thirty eight, um, and they Ann Arbor Skyline That's pretty good. Yeah, very. That's good. good. Two eighty six is good. <laughs> yeah. That's a, not a bad score. <laughs> so they ended up beating uh, Ann Arbor Skyline by uh, two. So Detroit Catholic Central shot 587. Ann Arbor Skyline shot 589. The next closest was 629. Holy moly. Yeah. Talk about yeah. a runaway. Yeah, that's good golf, though. Have you played khaki? Yeah, that was where, that's where our states were my senior year, I believe. Good golf course. Versus scoreable. Very scorable. Like I didn't think I think I shot seventy seven, seventy three, and I don't even think I finished in the top ten. I shot a seventy two there in regionals. Yeah, and they, I'm terrible. They've switched the nines around a few times. Um, I don't even know which which one is which now, but it's it's not my favorite. But it's no that favorite. first hole is goofy, and that's the thing I don't even know which one's the first hole anymore because they switched it so Straight many times. Great downhill and then back up and to the left is the first hole when I played there, and then you cross the road. Mm, I can't remember crossing the road. Okay, uh, and then also in that um, in that field was Traverse City Central. They finished in uh, sixth place with a score of three seventeen, three twenty seven, six forty four. Uh, one bright spot for that team 
was uh, senior Shea Harmonson shot 78-74 to finish in uh, 13th place. And the rest of the team are all juniors. So I expect to see Traverse City Central back, uh, back near the top next year as well. Moving on to Division Two at the Meadows uh, at Grand Valley. Bloomfield Hills brother Rice shot 303-306 to win by 19 shots over Flint yeah, Powers. Yeah, 303-306. At the Meadows? At the Meadows, that's, that's going to be extremely that is, difficult to beat. Yeah, that course is really hard, right? I think you might have been able to take three scores of our fresh freshman year state, and I don't think we shoot 306. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's with your brother shooting. Well, it's all bar. Heather. It's all Heather. It's literally Meadows, right? Yeah. Oh, it's it's that golf course. If I Windy ever have to play and, that golf course again, yeah. I made a mistake. Something I missed. I missed some point of the of the setup process where they where they said where we were playing, and I didn't say no. So Bloomfield, uh, Bloomfield Hills, brother Rice, like I said, one six oh nine. Bryce Wheeler from Richard Gall Lake shot sixty seven seventy one one thirty eight to win by six over Lorenzo uh, Panilli from from Bloomfield Hills, brother Rice. Uh, we've mentioned Lorenzo's name quite a few times. Um, <clears throat> he's a junior. He's played had a lot of success on the AJGA tour. Uh, ended up being in a playoff last year in. At Boyne Highlands, I believe, against PJ and um, another player from from downstate. So I'm sure we'll see Lorenzo's name next year when he is a senior. Uh, also in um, in that field was Cole Putnam from Gaylord, uh, playing as an individual, finished in T fifth with a score of seventy six seventy four. Dang, nice finish to the season there for Cole getting through as an individual and then in the top five. Yeah, Cole is, I mean, he's seems like the definition of consistency. Never really wavers off of between 72 and 75. Uh, so, great play. And then Cadillac was the other local team from um, from the area that was playing in that field. They finished 14th place with a score of 335-340. On to Division Three who they were playing at the Fortress in Frankenmuth, one of my favorite golf courses. Uh, Ann it's a Arbor, great course. Ann Arbor Green Hills shot 306, 306, 612 to win by 20 shots over Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Whoo! Not too bad. Just some decisive victories here. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kale Piedmont. From Ann Arbor Green Hills, shot 72-71 to win by one over Will Preston from Grand Rapids Catholic Central. And <clears throat> finally, uh, at Forest Acres West, and uh, well, actually, real quickly, from Division Three, uh, Boyne City was also in that um, in that field. They shot 346-346 to finish in 12th place. And finally, they play out of Boyne Mountain. Yeah. Yes. They that's always, a good gig. They always did. But that's when Casey was. The, I don't know if Casey's still the coach there. Now that he's now he's the now he's the big shot director of golf. So I'm not sure what the the deal is there. Uh, <clears throat> finally, with uh, Division Four um, at Forest Acres West. We had Lansing Christian shot 318-304 to win by 24 shots over Clarkston Everest Collegiate. Uh, Jeff Andrus from uh, Royal Oak uh, Shrine Catholic shot 72-72, 144 to win by six over Blake O'Connor from Maple City Glen Lake. Charlevoix was in this field. They finished in fifth place with a score of 342-327. And I believe they had one... They had two top 13 finishers, Sam Pritcher and uh, Hudson Vollmer, both from Charlevoix, shot 80-78 and 82-78, respectively. Or 82-76, respectively. So that is what I have for high school golf. We are on to the LPGA now. Uh, <clears throat> they were just over in New Jersey this past weekend playing the ShopRite LPGA Classic presented by Acer uh, in Galloway, New Jersey. 
Brooke Henderson back in the winner's circle for, I believe, the 11th time I saw with a score of 67-70-64. That is correct. Final. 11 victories. Awesome. Yep. 201, uh, 12 under par. So congratulations to Brooke. And now we are off to Blythefield Country Club in, it says Belmont, Michigan, but I just think of that as, as Northern Grand Rapids. Uh, mm-hmm. Defending champion is uh, Nellie Corda. Uh, even after, I believe she is in the field after her uh, her injuries she's been dealing with. So she is, this is where she got hat last year. She won the, the Meyer LPGA as well as the Women's PGA Championship back-to-back weeks last year. So we will uh, <clears throat> see if she can keep it going this year. This calendar. Well, and we should say congrats too because we didn't mention it last week to, is it Minji Lee? Yes. Oh, yes. Honestly, I get, I, I, silly me. I, I honestly, can, I confused. Her name and her brother's name are so similar. Yes. Right? His yep. name's Min Wu. Almost positive. And I, I'm never really 100% sure which one yep. is which, so that's my bad. But, um, because he's like they've caddied for each other and stuff, which is cool. They're both really talented, but that was a great, uh, that was a great U.S. women's open. We just got busy last week and didn't, didn't touch on it, but yeah, a nice stretch here for the ladies' golf calendar. And obviously, nice to have them in the state of Michigan for the first time this year and then they'll be back right yeah they come back come back in the middle of july i believe for that uh that match play event at midland country club plenty of golf to watch if you look professional golf to watch live in the state of michigan in this in the summers now between harbor shores Blyfield, midland and of course dgc for the rocket mortgage which is uh right around fourth of july yeah and um Quickly on the on the U.S. Open Women's Open, the um, Pine Needles looked awesome. Like Southern Southern Carolina golf, Carolina's golf looks so good. Um, yeah, that sandy, yeah, the sandy soil and the pines has a certain appeal to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Georgia, Carol, the Carolinas, that's some good stuff. That is not what the Country Club looks like in Brookline. Uh no. Uh, looks like if you hate. If you want, if you hate yourself and you want to punish yourself for five hours, that would be a good place to go, go play. I, uh, <laughs> where to find out? I <laughs> do not get off topic, but I saw like a winning score potentially at the country club of being like 600 par, 700 par would be, would be good. Are we, are we agree in agreement with that. I haven't seen any prognostications. I do not see very many birdies yeah. out there. It's going to be a lot of pars and maybe not a ton of doubles, but the rough looks, it depends on the length of the rough. Uh, it looks long. <laughs> I can conf- You're just pitching out every time that. you miss the, yeah. So if they don't cut it and you just pitch out every time you miss the fairway, I mean, play the bombers. I mean, it's just going to become a bombers deal because when the rough is that penal it's all about who hits the farthest i hope it's not quite like that but we'll get into it these greens are so small mm-hmm. uh, like we'll, quickly, pebble beach greens i saw that on like a big ballpark so anyway get to the take us through the corn ferry and the other stuff i did see that that was uh and then we'll get into brookline country club has the second smallest greens behind the pj or behind pell beach uh Moving on to yeah, and Pebble is yeah, Pebble's small. Like this place is not. They, this is that's the the similarities end there, and that they both they're both U.S. Open venues. But like this is this is brutally hard golf for it to for greens to be forty three hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly moving on to the Corn Ferry Tour. So we just had um, an event June 9th through the twelfth this past week in the BMW Charity Pro Am. Uh, in Greer, South Carolina, at the Thornblade Club, uh, Robbie Shelton back in the winter circle for the third time on the Corn Ferry Tour. Now they are off to Wichita, Kansas, for the Wichita Open um, at Crestview Country Club in Wichita, Kansas. Ooh, the defending champion was Harry Hall. 
So we will we will keep you up to date on on uh, that as it happens. The Latin American tour is off this week. Uh, our boy Alex Scott is on a little bit of a cold streak. I think that's two missed cuts in a row for him. So he needs to get it going here over the last couple of events. And then finally, um, <clears throat> the senior tour. Um, what do we say it was? Tong Chai. Tong Chai JD. Tong Chai, Tong Chai JD. Uh, he won the American Family Insurance Championship. That is the first win for a Thai player on the PGA Tour Champions. Uh, he is 52 years old, uh, and that was his 19th start on the PGA Tour Champions. So congratulations to Mr. JD. And that is all I have from around the tours, I believe. Actually, when did I say that that... Um, you said Midland was in mid to late July, if that's what you're asking. Uh, I was really I was, I was going to ask when that Pete Dye classic was that I was talking about a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, yeah, so that has that has happened. Give me one. So if you guys remember, I um, PJ Maybank was um, scheduled to play in the Peter and Alice Dye Jr. Invitational. Uh, that is at Crooked Stick. That took place uh, this past week. Uh, PJ finished in 23rd place with a score of 77-81-79. Uh, ended up even in 23rd place. The only without a first by 13 shots. So overall, a, a decent performance from Mr. PJ. And we will keep an eye on uh, his summer schedule as it uh, proceeds. And that is all I have. All right, let's talk about the U.S. Open, shall we? Mm-hmm. Well, real quick, have you ever played Blyfield Country Club? I can't remember. I swear I have in like a Meyer event way back in the day. But I... It doesn't, I've played events in Grand Rapids. I just can't remember where they were. I think it was Blyfield. Do you remember very much of it? No, this is like a. Or do you know, how much do you know about it? Like what can people look for on the, on the telecast this week if they've never seen it before? Is it, a, is it like a traditional style? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's a really good track. Um, <clears throat> I think it's one of the better, one of the better courses in, in that area. And I think they're going to go. I want to say the winning score last year was something ridiculously low. Only go really low. Yeah. Oh yeah. They so will, not a lot of trouble. They will post some numbers out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that will not happen. I don't think at the country club in Brookline, Massachusetts this week for the U S open based on what I can gather because scores looks hard. I mean, it just looks plain hard. We got a par 70. Traditional style. I uh, don't have any of the goofiness that we had like last week with the five threes and three fives. Um, 72, terribly long. There's one drivable par four out there or can be drivable. I think it's about 310 on the card. I'd say that's like the fourth or the fifth hole. So a lot of really long holes. Um, as Hunter mentioned, they have more than 18 holes at this club. They've put what they think is the best 18 hole route together for this championship. It is the fourth U.S. Open hosted by this venue. Curtis Strange beat Nick Faldo in a playoff here. Matthew Fitzpatrick, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it. And you'll hear it all over the place. Won the U.S. Amateur here in 2013. The course will look a little bit different to players who competed in that 2013 USAM Gil Hans, big surprise, restored this course in 2020. Um, did make a couple of the greens a little bit bigger to open up some more um, hole positions because the greens are so small. That is the distinguishing features of this course are the fescue. The rock scapes, if you will, like the exposed, rugged, rocky terrain. And then most significantly, the greens. They are tiny little postage stamp greens 
in an old style. Well, if you had a ticket saying that Pierre's internet was going to go out, you can come to the window and collect whenever you'd like. <laughs> you, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you've, you've been cut out now for the last probably 30 seconds. <laughs> well, good, because I haven't been talking. Oh, that internet's something. You have to pay <laughs> right for, in my back. You have to pay for that? Very funny, Hunter. <laughs> what I was saying is the greens are tiny. As Hunter said, this will be the second smallest greens we play on tour this year after Pebble Beach. So for a course that presents this kind of difficulty off the tee, this kind of rough, this kind of length, on a par 70, the greens are so small, and they're well bunkered. So inevitably, scrambling is going to be a factor this week, just as it was at uh, Southern Hills. I really think the winner this week will be the person most in control of their golf ball tee to green who can get it up and down in some key moments, who avoids bogeys, does not hit it in the fescue, and when they miss the fairway, minimizes the uh, the damage. A lot of blind shots here. Really kind of a different golf course. 82 bunkers. Reports are the rough is really, really long. You know, we could be looking at an over par winning score here, folks. This could be like, I don't think they wanted to get to Shinnecock level where Phil had to put it, hit his ball before the ball stopped rolling. So they may be a little more careful with the greens, but this course presents similar kind of challenges. So who's going to be the Brooks this week? Uh, anything I missed in terms of the golf course, Hunter? Uh, no, just a, just a ton of history. Um, I was watching the golf channel last night. I mean, it's pretty cool This is that this course has stood the test of time, being one of the five founding clubs of the USGA. Um, and then to still see a course that's been around for 150 years now, 140 years, to to still be able to produce a a score that we're talking about somewhere, even if it's only a, if it's a few under par, even if it's anything in the single digits for a course that this, this old, this much history to be able to still to stand up is pretty cool. And the only golf course that I can really compare it to is Chicago golf club. And I think Chicago golf club is more of a traditional link style than this course, which has some more American features. Um, but you're going to feel like like this players will feel and that you'll feel watching it in TV that we are kind of stepping back in time here playing at this at this club, which is cool. Francis, we met, you know, one on this course way back in 1913, I think it was. So, oh, yeah. So in terms of players to target, who most resembles Francis? We met. No, I'm kidding. Um, probably Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh I think the key stats this week are going to be driving. U.S. Open, we'll go through the the event history of the last five years and see who's gained the most strokes to give us kind of an indication of what kind of players the USGA typically brings to the top of its leaderboards in this particular event. But it's always in part about the driving. Um, and then the scrambling. If you can drive it and you can scramble, you know, that's a, that's a good skill set at a, at a U.S. Open. Approach will be important, as it's always important every week. Par 4 scoring goes up a notch here this week with the long par 4s and the par 70 setup, and then bogey avoidance in major championships, and particularly U.S. Opens. Par is a good score. How many pars can you make sort of a par contest? I think this definitely will be one of those types of events. You're going to have to get your birdies on those select par fives, on that short par four, and you're just holding on for dear life the rest of the uh, the rest of the round. Before I go through this, you know, some of the strokes gain numbers from the past 24 rounds to give us a feel for who's playing well. You uh, you hate my picks, but are there guys that you know for sure you like this week? Uh, I think I already. I think I said it. I like. <clears throat> I haven't found a finishing number on him yet, but I do like, I like Max a lot. Um, I think he just hit this so solid. 
I don't hate Rory. I don't, because I think he will hit a lot of fairways. So he'll give himself, he won't be in the this 12-inch long rough that they have there on the sides of the fairways. I... Yeah, I like Max Homa. I bet Max Homa. This course has some TBC Potomac vibes to it. Mm-hmm. I definitely see a path for... Yeah. Um, and Max hits it a long ways off the tee. He does, yes. And it's pretty straight, too. I like... Oh, yeah. What do you think of uh, of uh, Neiman? I love Neiman every week. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I was just just searching for a yes man there, and I found one. Uh, he's I, good on. He's been good on courses with small greens. Mm-hmm. He's good on traditional type of layouts. Um, if it gets windy, which I hope it doesn't, he can keep it below the wind. Obviously, very straight and long with his drivers. So he's in that group of players that I think can win because they're good enough with their, with their driver. I mean, there's a path for a shorter player here. Like I I think there's a path for Webb Simpson. Not I need a, you know, 90 to 100 to one. It's not impossible, but like the path is much shorter and simpler for, you know, Homa and, even a guy like Davis Riley, who's just going to pump it out there or Cameron young. If you like some of the, you know, if like a down the board, obviously Rory, but yeah, Cameron so young is one of those strangest names. Cause I think he'll be there. I think he'll be in the top 20. Like he's a great finish position, but he just, I'll say it. I've said it a thousand times. I'll say it again. He just can't putt unless he just like, somehow finds a way. If you were in the same group as Wills Alatoris and you're the worst putter, that's that's you got to start looking in the mirror a little bit there. Maybe spend a little more time on the putting greens. Only takes a couple days of putting well. That's yeah, true. And the other thing is we t- we talked about this too. I can't remember when it was. It might have been Southern Hills, but when you have small greens, you don't really the three putt percentage goes down. So yeah. like I love Keegan this week. It's in the Northeast, very straight with his driver, plays fine in major championships, like, and he won't have and opportunities to three i mean he'll prove me wrong at three putt at some point but when you're dealing with 4300 square foot greens you're talking about playing Petoskey bayview you know like when you hit the green you feel like i've got a chance to make this this that's you're not going to have a lot of three putts so if you were ever going to back a player who was not such a great putter maybe you like will zelatoris this week which i plenty of reason to like him or Cameron Young. Um, I'm sure you can get a decent number out of top 20 there. I mean, he hits his driver long and straight. Matthew Wolf has a second place in this event. So let's keep in mind, Bryson DeChambeau wanted a blowout here, just hitting, treating it like a long drive competition. I, I think that's a little bit harder at Brookline, but it's it's possible that, that you can – somebody goes out and wins this golf course in that fashion. So strokes gained total last 24 Rory JT burns burns is $8,300 on DraftKings. He is the single most mispriced player on the slate this week. Scheffler's fourth Fina Lowry, who I've mentioned. I like Fitzpatrick Mito should be good value play this week. There's Keegan ninth Spieth, Connors, Cam Smith, Homa Zalatoris, Neiman, Hunter's guy, Aaron Wise pops up. Fleetwood pops up. I think he's kind of interesting this week. Maybe not to win, but for finishing position. There's Horschel, Hideki, who has a great U.S. Open record. Rom, Shoffley, Sungjae, who's the second most mispriced player on DraftKings this week at 7,600. There's Cam Young, 23rd. Your guy, Brian Harmon, pops up here, 24th, which is interesting. And then Norin, 25th. Um, potentially interesting DraftKings plays there. Those are the top 25 in strokes gained total. And now I'll give you the t- just the T-degree numbers if you take away the putting. And then I want to ask about one player in particular and who you, how you think he's going to play this week because he's number one on this list. Strokes gained T-degree in the last 24 rounds. A former U.S. Open winner, Jordan Spieth, followed by Rory. There's Mito again. 
There's Cam Young popping way up when you take the putter out. Finau, Steffler, JT, Homa, Zalatoris, Harold Varner, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Xander, Burns, Rob, Wise, Decky, Neiman, Horschel, Keegan, Siwoo pops in there. There's Berger popping in, Cam Smith, Fleetwood, and Connors. What do you think of what do you make of Speeth's chances this weekend? Uh, you're usually a you're, you're a Speeth denier, but what, do you have a particular feeling on him? Let's get one thing very clear. I'm not a Speeth denier. I'm a Speeth truther. You're the Speeth denier. You're, you're you're the one that denies the facts. What's what? I I just look at what's in front of us. Well, here's a fact: he's number one in strokes gained T degree in the last 24 rounds in this field. Basically makes him the best player with his full full swings the last 24 rounds in the world. Yeah, I mean that, that... and we say that makes sense. It's because he can't he has been putting so poorly. Mm-hmm. Um I would say he's a, like he's a guy you can get decent value on. He's a decent price in DraftKings. He's an elite player who's not priced at the top of the board. JT, Rory, Scheffler are up there at the top. Speaks a little bit farther down. I'm thinking like a like a 25, 25th to 30th place finish for for Mr. Jordan Spieth. I don't, I haven't wow. seen it. I have not seen wow. enough. Just because he hits he hits a few high draws, high tight draws with his driver, that doesn't make me think I'm just gonna start taking him to win U.S. Opens again. Oh boy, he is twenty four to one. He is the same number as Patrick Cantlay and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Those are FanDuel numbers. He's priced behind Cam Smith and Xander Shoffley. Boy, oh, boy, I don't know. Okay, event history. Who plays good on USGA setups? This is going to be totally favors older guys, but just because it tells us a potentially a player type. Brooks. No surprise, number one, total strokes gained last five U.S. Opens. Louis is second, then Xander's third. Interesting. He has my attention. There's a lot of gambling community really likes some Xander Schauffele this week. And I. So from from 2007 to 2021 at the U.S. Open, Xander has gone T5th, T6th, T3rd, 5th, T7th. He likes U.S. Yeah, Opens. so big surprise. That's crazy. Yeah. So maybe a top 10 ticket's not the worst play in the world. Yeah, yeah. Decky's fourth. He's also, you can get a 40 on him, which I hold, because I will. I can't not bet him at 40. Casey Reed, DJ, is seventh on this list. DJ also looks really good in my model even though he's not very good. I will tell you this. He's plus 190, the top 20 on FanDuel, which I took. I'm not even sure he finished top 20 in the live event this year or this this past week. I know, but I think, like, this is it's a USGA setup. It's a, it's a, this is a big boy. Like, just come in and don't play bad. And you should be able to keep it around one or two over every day in top 20, this thing, right? I don't know. I heard he block sliced it like way, way OB on Thursday. So he did. He was actually, much, actually playing he, pretty well. You mentioned the member guest thing. Like, how, how hard is he trying last week in London? I don't know. Rom is next at eight. Fleetwood. Fleetwood. Man, I like Fleetwood this week. Good, good in U.S. Opens, and this should be a really good setup for him. Harmon, again. What is with this guy in the U.S. Open? Are you, are you going to look at a top 40 on your guy Brian Harmon this week? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what are all these models being based off of. Where was his last? This is just your strokes gained in the last five U.S. Opens. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So where is he? Has he been playing well at the U.S. Opens? I just haven't been paying attention. Presumably. In the uh, in the aggregate, nineteenth and twenty one, thirty eighth did not play in twenty twenty one or uh, twenty didn't play in nineteen second in twenty eighteen fourth in twenty seventeen. So he had a bit of a heater there back in the day. Like Harris English is fourth and third in the last two U.S. Opens. Uh, Victor Hovland was 12th in 2019 and 13th in 2021. This also 
feels like a, a Victor Hovland course, usually you're all in on Vic and uh, on Victor Hovland. You don't have a take on him this week. He's been, um, I, I don't have a take on him. He, he 31 to one for Victor Hovland on FanDuel right now, which is, uh, not a number you see him at very often. I think he, he will hit a lot of fairways. I'm just, I'm a little nervous when you put Victor Hovland on, on 4,300 square foot greens. Is he going to hit enough of them? Is he going to put himself in too many positions to have to get up and down? Yeah. yeah. I do it's think it's always a question of the scrambling, but if he, if he, he's exactly the kind of guy who just burn hard or this thing and just hit in the fairway every time, hit it on the green when he misses a green, just make a bogey, don't make a double. Yeah. And he's like, he's great at keeping it around even. He was great at API. He played fine at Memorial. I don't know. It's possible. Rory's 11th on this list. Then JT, Bryson, Harris English, I mentioned, has a couple of really good finishes the last couple of years. Fitzpatrick, Molinari, Simpson, 17th. Berger, 18th. Like him. Henley, 19th. Their top on 20th. Woodland, Morikawa, Cantley, Furyk, Scheffler round out the top 25. Keep in mind that is slanted to the older guys because the more appearances you have, the more strokes gained you can accumulate. Some notable Sungjae is 27th on this list. Guido Migliosi for some reason is 29th. Brandon Grace, Brandon Grace, excuse me, plays well. Neiman, your boy, 32nd. It's pretty good for only a couple appearances. Zaltoris 33rd. Um and Norin pops up here again at 36. So Maybe Norrin for a top 40 or something like that. So I, I like Lowry. I just ponied up for Lowry at 35, even though I feel kind of sick about it. Um, Hideki at 40. I bet Homa. I bet Cameron Young. So that's what I'm holding right now. I don't think I'll go lower. Like I might towards the top under 30 and under like Hovland is interesting and maybe speed, but then I like the DJ to top 20 and I like some of those same, same guys to top 20 that I, that I mentioned, I have, I have outrights on. And I like Tony Finau this week. Tony Finau is playing good. He's should be, you know, he should play great here. Hitting his driver much better. Smaller greens mitigate the putting. He's a fine chipper. Why should Tony like Tony Fina? The form should just keep rolling right along here. So I'm in on Tony Fina for top twenty. Also, well, <clears throat> while we're talking about top twenty, I will. I'm gonna have to bet Brian Harmon in top twenty because he's in every single darn model that's that's out there. And I'm just trying to find out where he is. Oh, models. You want to hear my model? No, I've heard enough of your models. That's all you've been talking about for the last 20 Those minutes. Those are not models. My model is JT Webb, Casey DJ, Danny Lee, Hideki, Finau, Brian Harmon, 9th, Justin Rose, 10th, Reed. Oh, Kevin, I think Kevin Nye is interested this week. Other notables on here. Uh, Brian, Keegan, 22nd. Brian Harmon plus 275, top 20. Kind of like that. Hunter's in. I'm in. I cannot resist. I cannot resist. James Piat didn't play bad last week at the live, huh? No. He's in the field again. He's in the field again this week, obviously, as the USAM champion. So and he's busy. Would it kind of be electric if a live tour guy won? I mean, you talk about you talk about being talk of the town. We the golf would be the the spotlight of the world for a couple of days. But who is it? <laughs> Who will it be? Like, is well, you, Reed, you just made it sound like Reed Dustin Johnson the was was one of the best players in the world still. So, well, DJ. Dustin. Well, I don't. Th- I mean, technically, he is one of the best twenty players in the world. I mean, a lot has to go right for him. But I like. You think I'm crazy to back him for a top twenty at plus one ninety? No, no, to win. You just gave out Harmon to top twenty at to plus two seventy five, dude. I gave to out win. DJ at plus one ninety to win. To win, much different. <laughs> no, I think Reed has the best chance of any of the Reed. It's between Reed and Louis. I was gonna say Louis. Like I like Louis here. It depends on what kind of mattress he's sleeping on. But like this should be a Louis course. Keep it in play. 
Curtis Strange and Nick Faldo in a playoff. Victor Hovland. I want to see a path for speed because I want to bet him at like 24 is an awesome number, but I don't like this course looks like he's going to be so frustrated. And then, you know, we did not talk about John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler. Who is your, who's your guy towards the top? Are you riding Rory or do you like, if you had Rory, your pick of Rory Scheffler or Rahm, who do you like to finish the highest of those three? Um, I'm not a I'm not a Scotty believer. I think that's pretty clear. I'm still not really a Scotty believer. I think it's Rom. I think it has to be. I think it has to. Even though he hasn't been playing the best golf, I just think that he can drive the ball so dang straight. That, I know, and it's not like Rory, it's not like it's... Rory can either. But John can really just put on an absolute clinic for four straight days and give himself a look on 18 straight holes. So it's just, it's if, really if been if his chip. It's just his chipping. Yeah. I mean, like his irons haven't been quite as sharp, but like he still hangs. Like he tied for ninth at the Memorial. He didn't even play well. And I, I and still worry. U.S. Open. He's the def- he's isn't he the defending champion? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was he won a Tory last year, but... and he plays well in this event. I happen to really like Ron too. Like, I bet I bet Ron to top ten minus one thirty five. I was like, I'll take it. I'm putting I'm putting a lot of his chipping issues on the Bermuda grass that they were playing beginning of the year, like any kind of like the grainy grass, like that that grass is so dang hard to chip from. And yeah, obviously you've played golf in Florida, it's not easy. You get down, like, go into the grain, it, it's so hard or so easy to stub it. So I, I think up here in some bent grass, some northeastern grass, it'll be okay. All right, good luck at the U.S. Open. Enjoy the Country Club at Brookline and enjoy the LPGA at Blyfield here in Michigan again this week. Yep. All right, good luck, boys.